You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, sponsored by Natural Stacks. If you're into biohacking, performance, or getting more out of life, this is the show for you. For more on building optimal performance, check out OptimalPerformance.com. You were looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I kind of think in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage. Knuckle stuck. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. All right. Happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy. And today we have a very special guest with us, a VIP here at Natural Stacks, Mr. Abelard Lindsay. Abelard is the creator of Siltep and our brain food lines. So get your science lab glasses on and get ready to nerd out with us on some awesome science today. Abelard, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So pleasure to, pleasure to be here. Uh, hey, we're really excited to be able to do this. Um, before we really dive in, a couple of housekeeping notes for all of our listeners. Make sure you guys head over to OptimalPerformance.com. You can get the show notes, links, resources. I'm sure there will be a ton of stuff that we talk about today that you want to follow up with, see links to studies, whatever it might be. All of that's going to be on the blog at OptimalPerformance.com along with the video version of this and every other podcast. Also, make sure you head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review like this one from El Rivero 88 Great podcast. Loved it and recommending it to anyone and everyone. And that gives me a great idea to ask you guys, if you listen and you like the Optimal Performance Podcast, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the message and help more people and better more lives. All right. So with the advertisements out of the way, Abelard, let's talk about serotonin and our new product, Serotonin Brain Food, today. So tell us about serotonin. What role does it play? Why is it such a big deal? Well, it's a neurotransmitter in the brain, and it's very important for regulating mood, fear, aggression, and anxiety. And uh, it's recently come into the popular uh, consciousness through... Uh, antidepressant drugs and uh, generally as, as a mood or um, associated brain chemical. Uh, it's also plays a lot of uh, a, a very important role in the gut. You know, there's a actual brain, uh, there's neurons in the gut that control and interact with digestion. And uh, a lot of um, serotogenic uh, drugs have actually been used to improve uh, symptoms of people who have um, irritable bowel syndrome or other intractable digestive problems. It's almost as if they're, the neurons in their gut or the serotonin system uh, in their gut was had some sort of uh, mental illness. And, and so there's, <laughs> you know, there's this brain, it's very important in the brain-gut connection. And um, it's uh, metabolized from tryptophan, which is a essential amino acid that's found in uh, egg whites, soybeans, uh, turkey, and, you know, is available in uh, a nutritional supplement and in serotonin brain food. And that tryptophan is converted into 5-HTP. Now, you might see 5-HTP on, you know, shelves of, of the supplement aisle. And, uh, you know, I was, I was considering putting that in serotonin brain food, but the, 
problem is is that the uh, the body closely regulates the amount of 5-HTP in the body by manipulating the um, the enzyme tryptophan hydroxylase, how much of it there is. Uh, so I decided that it, it's it's not a good thing to bypass those rate limiting steps. I, I tend to try and make it so that all the uh, um, necessary precursors and uh, are, are there, and that the enzymes that are controlling uh, that particular neurotransmitter are all um, activated and primed. Um, so, uh, so with all their cofactors and so forth, so they can uh, work optimally. So that wasn't included. Um, but then 5-HTP is, uh, you know, turns into serotonin and then turns into melatonin, which is important for sleep, of course. And um, but there's also this other pathway, the kynuric acid pathway, and that um, gets activated more when uh, people are under stress and their cortisol levels are increased. Um, so that that's kind of a way that uh, stress and depression are linked. And so the, the, um, the in, in order to maintain a really, uh, you know, a positive mood, it's, it's important to make sure that the, uh, the tryptophan is getting converted to serotonin and not this kynurenic acid pathway, which uh, eventually uh, results in the production of niacin. Um, so the, uh, you know, so by f- freeing up that pathway, you know, with enough ni- uh, niacinamide being av- available in the body, it's sort of, and, and, and lowering cortisol, you know, with, uh, rhodiola. Cortisol is, I mean, rhodiola is great for cortisol. Like you cannot get stressed. If, I mean, well, I cannot get stressed if I take rhodiola. I take it before I, I mean, I used, you know, before I was taking it in serotonin brain food, I take it before I went to the dentist. And I go to the dentist. And, you know, they could do whatever they wanted to me. And um, <laughs> I didn't really care. You know, it's just an absolute hard upper limit on the amount of, of stress that I can, I can feel if I take rhodiola just because it, uh, and, and studies have shown this, that it, uh, it very, very much limits the increase in cortisol. It, it's one of the most powerful and, and popular adaptogens, you know, as far back as ancient Chinese. And it's, it's been used in Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine for, for years or thousands right. of years. So, um, so that's really cool. It, it sounds like with your immense knowledge of, of how the body works and how the neurotransmitters works, you've been able to to identify the, the complete pathway, uh, any any leaks, any potential leaks, any potential disruptions, and you know this serotonin brain food is a product that, as you said, is going to just supply all of the raw materials so that our body can do what it is supposed to do. I think that's an important distinction that we are not. The, the product is not serotonin. You're not just taking serotonin. You're not pumping that into the body. That you're, you're allowing, you're giving the body what it needs to do, what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and it's, I mean, there's another popular uh, serotonin-enhancing supplement, St. John's Wort, but that um, can, uh, that, that's basically, a, has serotonin reuptake inhibition effects. Uh, and, but I mean, that's, uh, you know, the, 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 the SSRIs have, have their issues. It also um, has issues with going out in the sun, um, causing people to more easily sunburn. It's it's just not the kind of thing that uh, you know I, I want to take on a regular basis. And, and I d- uh, designed these supplements so that they could you know be taken one to three on a, you know depending on need um, on a fairly regular basis. Well, that's a good 
time to ask the question, is, is serotonin brain food something that we should be taking on a daily basis? Is it as needed? Could you do it either way? Um, should people experiment with anywhere from one to three pills to find the proper daily dosage for themselves? Because everybody's going to be different. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the Braverman test, of course. And, uh, you know, I've taken those tests so many times that I've kind of memorized the questions. So, <laughs> you know, at any point in time, I can, I can start asking myself those, those questions. Just, and, and then, uh, you know, how many of them I get. And uh, <laughs> uh, I answer yes to. So um, based on, you know, what my, uh, uh, what my Braverman uh, score for serotonin would be on that particular day, I'd, um, you know, I take more, I take less. Usually, usually I take between one and, and, and two pills, or if I'm having, you know, a really bad day, maybe three, um, or, you know, I'm going to go to the dentist or something like that. Right. I, I think that's a really important thought process, uh, that, that people need to keep in mind. I mean, I know when I was younger, I would just, whatever supplement I had at the time, you, because I bought it and had it, I took it every day and I never really thought twice about it. And I think a lot of people, um, may still fall under that umbrella. And, you know, with our brain food line, uh, the purpose isn't to buy all of them and take all of them every day. Um, if, if you use the Braverman and follow that kind of quantified self thought process of, you know, just like you're saying, Abelard, where it's, you know, you start to recognize the symptoms of certain deficiencies. So, you know, maybe you've gotten to the point where you don't have to take the Braverman test every single day to be able to self-diagnose. So, so for our listeners, it's start to pay really close attention until you get to that point where you can auto-regulate. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit down. I'm feeling the symptoms of low acetylcholine or low dopamine or low serotonin. Now I can modulate, you know, that, with what I take each morning. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's important to, um, keep, uh, yeah, with the brain food line, it's, it's, it's sort of a different, um, philosophy. It's, 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 they're kind of like, uh, um, levels on your, your hi-fi stereo, you know, the bass, the treble, (laughs) turning those, turning those up and down, kind of tuning them so uh, you get to the optimal state. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, uh, if, if, if uh, I, for instance, if, if, if you were having a really good day and you took, you know, three serotonin brain food, you might feel a little uh, too good. And, <laughs> and maybe, maybe you just want to, you want to have enough stress that uh, you're, um, you know, it's optimal. So. Okay. Good, good point. Now, when we had Dr. Rhonda Patrick on the podcast here, she talked a little bit about, you know, her dislike for SSRIs, the, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Uh, a lot of that was based on how they impact the gut. A lot of that was, de- was also based on the fact that people can become dependent on it and it can mess up their regular serotonin metabolism. So I guess two, two questions here for you in regards to serotonin brain food first talk about how this is sustainable and it won't have the negative impact of an SSRI on normal or regular serotonin metabolism. Yeah. Well, SSRIs, um, they artificially, uh, manipulate, um, enzymes that, uh, 
remove serotonin from uh, you know uh, from the synaptic cleft reuptakes and so forth. And so the you know the the cells in the body are going to get confused by that because they aren't um, used to seeing that on a regular basis. Uh, but but you know things that they're very uh, familiar with like uh, tryptophan, you know magnesium, zinc. Um, and, uh, are, 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 are not, um, the, we, this, the body has systems where it understands how to process these, these vitamins and, um, regulate their levels. And also, um, I didn't, uh, as I was saying earlier, I, I, I didn't go past the, uh, tyrosine, I mean, the, uh, tryptophan hydroxylase, uh, enzyme and work around it with just 5-HTP. Um, so, you know the body's in control of, of of how much serotonin it's it's generating. It just has enough to um, uh, not. Uh, it just has enough of the precursors to not um, get diverted down these um, these negative pathways, or you know, cause an increase in cortisol, which would um, uh, which would also divert it down, uh, divert tryptophan metabolism down the chironinic uh, acid pathway. And uh, Rhonda Patrick actually talked about that pathway as being you know a stress. Uh, associated pathway. Okay. So I want to pull out and kind of highlight what you just said with, with serotonin brain food. And, and I'm pretty sure that with the entire brain food line, this is going to be the case. And, and again, it goes back to what we mentioned earlier, because this brain food line is providing the raw materials for these neurotransmitters, our bodies are able to ramp up and, and meet the current demand of our body for that specific neurotransmitter. So it's not like we're getting too much or too little. We're getting just what we need with those raw materials. So with that, let's, let's go back to part two of that original question then. Um, and the impact of serotonin brain food on our gut health, um, and how it can help us with, um, optimal digestion, appetite, things like that. Um, well, serotonin is, uh, involved in, uh, appetite and, uh, that's why, you know, when people get depressed, they want to eat a lot of, you know, they want to eat a lot of sugar because, you know, sugar causes a, a short term serotonin boost, like one of the, um, and, uh, and it causes, and it causes that because it, uh, changes the uh, concentration of tryptophan in the bloodstream. So that's, that's why people who are in a bad mood crave uh, sugary substances. Yeah. So let's highlight that. And, and you mentioned earlier that you've gotten to the point where you can recognize the symptoms of being serotonin deficient. So that is one of them. If you find yourself craving sugary foods for, for no apparent reason, uh, or you're wanting, you know, as, as we say, comfort foods, then maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and that's um, you know that's your your gut uh, initiating a lot of that too. So it's you know, it's very it's it's very subjective. We should point that out. I mean, that's not pure objective science, but it, it, the more you recognize that, and it could also be caused by other things. But high stress and low serotonin are going to want us make us want high sugar foods. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the uh, you know the the gut you know it has its own uh, brain as I was saying earlier and and that um, and keeping it happy uh, <laughs> is as has been linked to di uh, digestive health just with um, these uh, 
with some of these uh, neurological treatments, uh, well, seem, uh, for irritable bowel syndrome, that's uh, that's certainly been a, uh, a, a important link in, in in the understanding of, of the brain gut mood uh, connection. So let's talk about how mood impacts performance. There's a lot of research going on right now and a lot of studies coming out talking about how uh, our mood affects productivity, uh, task efficiency. So, you know, not only can serotonin brain food um, modulate our uh, stress, but it can improve our mood and help us be more productive um, and and get more accomplished in our workday. Oh, absolutely. Um you know, if if someone's depressed, there's no. Uh, it's very difficult for them to be productive, to focus on their work. I, you know, I, the subjective experience uh, with that I have with uh, low serotonin versus higher serotonin is it, um, you know, it's being in the moment. If uh, rather than consumed with internal, uh, focused internally, it allows one to to uh, be uh, present and um, focusing on on the. Uh, situation that they're in and getting what they need to do done. It's absolutely uh, key to that. I mean, there's, there's, uh, the, 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 uh, difference between the low, low levels and high levels and just being able to, uh, function and, 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 uh, be a, uh, productive, you know, uh, in the moment person is amazing. Yeah, I will have to second that. I think the very first time I took the serotonin brain food, I felt like I had just ended a float session. Uh, it's that very calm, peaceful, nothing else matters but the here and the now. Uh, it was very kind of peaceful warrior. If, if you've seen that movie, um, you know, I am this moment and, and nothing else kind of, uh, it's just, it's very hard for anything to pierce that bubble. Um, you know, we're, we're big fans of floating here. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's not something that all of us can do as often as we want. So, um, the serotonin brain food can definitely help, uh, achieve that, that feeling, um, during the day or, or at night. So, so let's talk about that. Abelard. Is serotonin brain food better taken in the morning or at night? Does it matter? Does it depend on your goal? Um, it's, it's better taken in the morning. Uh, rhodiolic, you know, being an adaptogen can be stimulative to people. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it can, uh, it can make it more difficult to sleep. Definitely. Okay. Now, Tell us a little bit about how you came up with this stack, and you know, uh, I'm sure that this isn't the first uh, version of it. How many different versions did you go through before it came to market? What were some of the? Uh, what did you try that didn't make the final cut? Right, right. Um, okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I, well, I, I have a pretty wide knowledge of um, all the herbs and. Uh, um, you know, and, uh, precursors and vitamins and so and cofactors that are involved in serotonin. And, um, you know, I tried a bunch of different ones, uh, you know, 5-HTP, uh, St. John's Wort, um, uh, tryptophan at various levels, um, you know, magne- uh, zinc, uh, magnesium at various levels, uh, niacin, niacinamide, uh, all, um, rhodiola, uh, you know, some various Ayurvedic herbs that are lesser known, like Shankha Pushpi, uh, which is, um, kind of an interesting one. Um, 
Bacopa, uh, a few others, and um, just you know, read up, read up on all of them, and uh, w- tried a, a bunch of different variations of them, and um, over a period of days, and and saw how they affected my mood. And uh, for example, um, you know, uh, taking high doses of of niacin would cause a, a really long lasting, um, you know, significant flush. But niacinamide is a uh, a lower uh, is is well known to not have um, as significant of a, a, a you know much more reduced flushing level, um, and you know niacin is a, is a great uh, vitamin and it's 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 such a powerful um, ser- uh, serotonin uh, anti anxiety uh, supplement that uh, I just uh, absolutely wanted to have it included and then. You know the synergy between the the rhodiola for uh, and the niacin for that cortisol control um, really uh, created something special. I mean, I didn't want to you know just have um, a, a supplement that would uh, um, that people wouldn't uh, that wouldn't be powerful enough for people to really feel like you know this that uh, they were getting their their money's worth when they were you know trying to improve their their serotonin levels, if you will. Right. So, my question here is, you know, uh, a lot of early feedback. I know some people, uh, customers are taking serotonin brain food with dopamine brain food. You know, it, it has been kind of my. I guess, guess or hypothesis that, that you wouldn't take those together unless, as we said earlier with Braverman tests, that you were extremely deficient or deficient on that day in both areas. Um, can, can taking those together negatively impact, you know, what you feel from serotonin brain food? Um, well, uh, they, they should be taken at least a, an hour apart. Um, in my experience, um, just because uh, vitamin C and uh, niacinamide, if taken together, um, they can, uh, I mean, they can interact with each other. I mean, you know, they're great to take together, but just, uh, sep- but separated by some time, you know, otherwise they uh, can cause some uh, stomach up, uh, some mild, like, uh, stomach discomfort. Which one should we take first? Um, I would take, uh, I would take serotonin brain food first. Yeah. Now let's say somebody was going to take Siltep on that same day. So should we wake up, take serotonin and Siltep together first thing, start drinking our butter coffee, and then later in the day, you know, an hour later, like you said, once you kind of get that momentum going, then you take the dopamine brain food. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be good. I mean, Siltep is works uh, works better on an empty stomach. So okay, uh, yeah, first thing in the morning, and um, you know, Siltep shouldn't have. Uh, any uh, interaction with serotonin brain food. Okay. All right. So with the flushing, is there, obviously niacinamide was chosen over niacin to, you know, decrease the amount and the duration of the flush. Are there um, any other reasons that, that we may have longer or, you know, some people flush, some people don't. Is it just sensitivity to niacinamide? Yeah, it's it's uh, it varies from person to person, um, and the flushing is 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 well known effect of, of niacin, and it, it's temporary, and it uh, you know doesn't cause any health issues. So, 
So, and I mean, is it even possibly a, a positive thing that it's going to increase circulation? It's going to show us that, hey, our, our circulation is, is good. Our capillaries are doing what they're supposed to do. You know, if your ears get all red and tingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can um, certainly uh, uh, wake you up in the morning. <laughs> we should see if it has the same positive uh, benefits as uh, like inversion or something else where you get uh, that immediate blood flow rush to areas that don't normally get flushed. Right, right. All right. Well, we'll have to look into that. I'll uh, I'll make a note and we'll see if we can't find anything on that. And if we do, listeners, we'll put that in the show notes for you. All right. So, Abelard, um, what else should we know about serotonin brain food? What have we not asked you that you know? This is your baby. What do you, What do you want us to know about it? Um. Well. I think each person should really uh, get to understand uh, their brain as far as um, neurotransmitter uh, function. And, uh, you know, it's, it's important to um, observe, you know, one's, one's uh, consciousness as, as, as one goes from, you know, different le- through various levels of serotonin and just to find the right level that's, uh, that's good for them because, uh, it, you know, the, in most uh, in the traditional understanding of, of mood and uh, and and just basic uh, functioning as a as a human, it's uh, I think this brain chemistry uh, axis understanding is is much. It makes things a little bit richer, you know, because you can think like, well, why am I in this mood right now? The, the I'm right now. Oh, I have low serotonin or I have low dopamine or. Whatever, and that, and that lends a whole uh, different dimension to life. Uh, that can um, it's almost like uh, the modern, better version of of, of uh, you know, previous eras of psychological understanding. So uh, that's that's one thing that I uh, think is really important about the product. <laughs> All right, that was that was deep, and uh, you know, it, it's it's an inward journey. So so I think folks have to be prepared to to go inside their own head and. You know, you're going to be assessing your current state, trying to figure out how you are or, or why you are the way you are in any current moment on any current day. Um, and it's 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 not a journey that you figure out in one or two explorations, is it? It's it's a long journey. Right, right. It is. And, um, <laughs> you know, what's uh, what's kind of uh, uh, interesting about it. Is that uh, when I'm communicating, you know, with my uh, uh, with my wife about um, our moods from time to time? Um, you know, instance, so you know, my my gab is not uh, not so great today, or you know, from, I have a lot of serotonin right now, or um, you know, we talk about you know, I, I have a lot of dopamine, like to go do a whole bunch of stuff, like you know, it's a low dopamine, like you know, and it's it's. Um, it's 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 interesting because it's uh it's this four dimensional axis that uh, I kind of live my life under. My, I, I have my yeah, you know, we and we share this understanding together. It's almost a uh, it's almost a different language of of of, of talking about emotions and and um, how we are. So I had a mentor one time tell me that motion creates or, or dictates emotion. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. So, you know, if you're feeling down or blue or sorry for yourself, you know, that you just, you get up and, you know, 
dance to the Footloose song or do some jumping jacks and start doing something and you build this momentum. You talk about how motion can impact those neurotransmitters and what's really going on there. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it, it is a serotonin. Exercise is, of course, a well-studied treatment for depression and, and works wonders. And it's been investigated as a serotonin production enhancer. And, you know, there has been um, a lot of uh, study of, of that. So exercise uh, totally affects um, your body's um, production of, um, you know, various ne- uh, neurotransmitters and your mood and, and so forth. So, uh, you know, working out, um, aerobic exercise, I mean, that's all uh, fantastic uh, ways to improve your, your mood and your neurotransmitters. All right. Very cool. Now, you've mentioned that you talked to your wife about your GABA levels or your acetylcholine levels. And you mentioned that Bacopa was researched when you were looking at serotonin brain food. Acetylcholine brain food, GABA brain food, are these things coming soon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're in the pipeline. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, careful, um, you know, formulation of these that that occur because um, acetylcholine is a is a tricky one because if too much acetylcholine, which is easy to do with a lot of uh, nootropics, um, you know, for instance, the acetylcholine esterase inhibitors like uh, huprazine, for example, uh, it can cause a really negative mood. So uh, you have to, you know, there's, there's some uh, careful manipulation that has to be in, engaged in to not um, uh, overdo it, you know. <laughs> right. um, and you know, same with GABA. Uh, there are, um, you know, it, with, with GABA, you really have to work around the edges of um, of GABA metabolism because direct agonists for GABA receptors uh, cause lots of problems. So you know, you have to you have to really extend and uh enhance that uh that process of of enabling the GABA, uh, GABA to be created and get into the brain but not um directly manipulating those systems so there's uh so that's that's the challenge of developing those okay so it's more like uh you know the the old saying is you know you don't uh, you don't run straight at a bull. You kind of have to corner it. So you're you're trying to figure out a way to coax the body to do what we want it to do without you know revolting and bucking and really messing things up. Yeah, you you don't want to. Um, uh, well, it, it, it's it's you don't want to push all the bu- you don't want to uh, push the buttons uh, that make the machine run really fast, but then it it doesn't run as well later on. Um, <laughs> it's all it's all yeah. about longevity, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about being able to uh uh take these things every day so you know you can feel your best but um and take and live optimally and not just, you know, chase the short term uh have a good short term effect but not a, long, a good long term effect. And that and that uh takes a lot of careful uh um experimentation and uh and uh, understanding. Yeah. So with that being said, and I know you've you've talked about this before, um, my first 
introduction to you was actually when you were a guest on Bulletproof Radio talking about Siltep. I know you've talked about Siltep before, um, but since we are talking about longevity and, and being able to optimize performance now and for the long term, let's talk about you know how Siltep does just that. Well, Siltep um, improves the function of the secondary messenger systems in the body uh, and one well, the neurons mainly. Um, through inhibiting uh, phosphodiesterase 4 and increasing CAMP levels. And what that does is it makes the um, increase in, in CAMP levels in, in certain neurons in the brain uh, prolonged. And that uh, increases the... Uh, CAMP being cyclic AMP. Cyclic AMP, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've just become so familiar with that <laughs> chemical <laughs> called CAMP. Okay. Uh, anyway... And uh, what this does is it uh, increases the uh, function of, of CREB, CAMP response binding protein, which causes transcription in the nucleus of uh, proteins that uh, cause the uh, neurons to grow and connect and form long-term memories, uh, so-called late long-term potentiation. I mean, which is great for, for studying and um, improves motivation and, and so forth. And... Um, so it improves it, it improves focus and and motivation in the moment, but then as you if you're using it to do new things or learn new things, it actually helps you remember them. Yeah, it increases the sense of um, subjectively it increases the sense of of of, of wonder. You know, when when one is learning from a really fascinating teacher and remembering everything, it's sort of that's a that's an aroused state, and I think it increases that and prolongs that state, which. Um, it tends to um, make it really easy to remember stuff and to remain interested in learning. Uh, okay. So we just, we recently put a video on our YouTube channel where Tim Ferriss was, was unboxing his quarterly box and it had Siltep in it. So just, if you haven't seen it, we got to tell you that Tim Ferriss said that Siltep is better than Modafinil or if he could, if he had to only choose one, to use, he would choose Siltep. So, you know, that's, that's a pat on your back. Um, but also I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on modafinil. I think I know where you're going to go with this based on what you said earlier, but y- your thoughts on modafinil. Um, yeah, I've, I've taken modafinil, uh, uh, one or two times and, uh, you know, so I wouldn't call myself a, a regular, you know, somebody who's a modafinil expert. Um, but it um, it kind of made me forget. I was uh, tired, but, um, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really feel the, uh, um, the intense interest that I do when I take Siltep stacks in learning. So, um, you know, it was, it was sort of like, uh, I'm awake and I can just kind of keep going, but it, it didn't, it didn't really create this wonder in my, uh, in me that's this fascination that, um, you know, I, I feel when I take Siltep, that's, um, uh, that really makes it great for learning. I mean, I, I, when I, when I take, you know, uh, some of the, even this, uh, the very strong Siltep stacks like with Zembrin, which kind of makes me antisocial and not see the point of interacting with other humans. I just want to watch math lectures all day. It's, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta explain this to our listeners. What, okay. what, what are you taking it with and why would you want to do that? 
Okay, well, there's, there's, uh, Siltap, I mean, when we started, when, when I started designing it, you know, and, uh, with, uh, and experimenting around releasing it to the public on Lanchesity, we experimented with, with a lot of different variations. And, um, the artichoke variation is, is, is the, the best one because it's, it's the kind you can take uh, every day and, um, interact normally with the rest of the world and feel good <laughs> but there are there are stronger versions of it that um were uh had more intense effects but they kind of made one a little obsessed with learning um so you know before um like when i uh there, there there's this uh PDE4 inhibitor uh, derived from this South African plant called Kana, and it's called Zembrin. And um, when taken in, uh, instead of artichoke in a siltup stack, it makes uh, the stack very, very strong and makes um, learning almost as addictive as, say, like playing video games. Uh, and <laughs> so I took that for about a month, and all I wanted to do was go home and take online classes. And just you know, watch math videos, and and it, it it was kind of addictive and weird, and I just didn't see the point of human interaction. And so you know, that's that's if I have to cram, like uh, I don't know, if I if I want to just spend all day just sitting there just reading stuff, and <laughs> but it's a little too intense for uh, you know taking on a regular basis, so. Um, but yeah, a <laughs> couple of things I got to ask you. One, re- repeat the name of that supplement. We'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. To, yeah. It starts with a Z. Spell that for us. Zembrin. Zembrin. Yeah. Zembrin is also has, um, SSRI components to it too. So it, you know, has that negative edge on it. Okay. Um, now, there, there were, there were even stronger stacks I took and I have like a, days of, uh, memories of days from like years ago kind of burned into my memory, but I didn't feel very good on those. I, uh, so I don't really tell a lot of people about them. I mean, if you dig like deep into the logicity thread, you might find that stuff, but what is, what is your cabinet look like in your kitchen? I mean, you've got to have formulations that, that never saw the light of day of, of all of these products. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in, in my cabinets. Um, you know, over the years I've, um, I've really geeked out on this stuff, as you can imagine. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been, I've been into smart drugs and supplements for um, more than 10 years. So uh, it's definitely been kind of a lifelong journey to uh, understand um, all, this, all this stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm also fascinated with longevity science and um, exploring that. I mean, there's, there, you know, I, 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 there, there are two kind of, uh, nerdy supplement quests, if you will, is is how to live forever and how to increase intelligence. Um, and you know, I've uh, definitely dug deep into those. So. <laughs> so, give us your your best how to increase intelligence and how to live forever. Uh, okay. Well, um, in, in in a decade of studying this, boil it down and and feed our podcast listeners. Okay, your, well, your best. Well, the how to live forever stuff is is pretty well trodden ground. There's there's a lot of people trying to figure that out, 
And, you know, the most famous being the Stens Research Institute, and they've identified uh, seven different causes of, of damage um, that occur during aging. And, um, you know, they, I think the most um, important sources of damage are um, glycation. And glycation is basically like, you know, when you, you put um, uh, a cake in the oven and it turns brown, it's like called the Mallard reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's a non, it's a non-enzymatic re, uh, reaction that uh, you know occurs with sugars. And what these sugars do is they they start sticking stuff together in the body tissues, like uh, and, th- and that's what causes wrinkles and arteriosclerosis and um, uh, so forth. And also they bind the DNA, so uh, they stop DNA from being able to uh, generate uh, the right proteins that it needs. And being able to turn genes on and off. This is DNA glycation. So, and, and it's very hard to reverse. They haven't figured anything out about that. But the best thing you can do is is to um, not eat a lot of advanced glycation end products. And if you want to go really, really hardcore on that, um, which I, I'm not able to, you can be a raw vegan, but <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend that because it's uh, it's it's a big pain. Uh, to do, but I mean, if you if you see some of these raw vegans who are like in their, you know, in their sixties and their seventies, some of them look really, really good. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> some some of them, yeah, the the ones who realize they need to supplement with vitamin B twelve and things that are devoid yeah. in their raw vegan diet. But uh, yeah, and, and and that's because it those have like the lowest level of of uh, glycation. Um, advanced glycation end products in them. And then the other half is maintaining telomeres, and that's easier because you can just uh, take astragalus. And there's a lot of guys on longevity who uh, are, uh, you know, take lots of astragalus every day and they measure their telomeres and uh, they um, have some pretty good results there. Um, you know, so and, and, let, me, let me stop you right there because we've already had two guys on the, the show, um, Andy Nilo and Crosby Taylor, who are both living in LA, both working as models. And these guys are, they're shredded. They're performing at the highest level, both optimally and, or uh, I'm sorry, both mentally and physically. So, and, and they both talk about astrologists. They both have extensive knowledge of, of herbs. Um, what's, what's the dosage there? How, how can our listeners um, throw that hack into their daily supplement regimen? Well, well, I, I, I take a, a quarter teaspoon of organic bulk astragalus. Um, so I, um, you know, I, I just have like, you know, teaspoons and measuring spoons and, uh, and it tastes pretty good actually. So it's, it's the kind of thing you can take bulk. Um, and that, and that has, and there's a lot of like really high priced products that, uh, claim to have, uh, taken the essential ingredients out of uh, astragalus and concentrated them, but they're they're astronomically expensive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's and and then there are other uh, longevity roots that are sort of revered in uh, in ancient Chinese medicine, but um, have less supporting evidence for longevity, like uh, like fo tea and goat cola and and so forth. But does have does have less evidence behind behind them. Also, also another thing is uh, the uh, resveratrol, and um, uh, has some evidence of, of improving um, 
longevity through this SIRT1 genes uh, and AMPK. And the, there were a number of studies that came out that said that that was through uh, PDE4 inhibition, which is how Siltet works. So, you know, I, I wrote an article on this on the, on the blog. So there, there, could be a, there could be a connection there. That's on the Optimal Performance blog. Right. All right. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. So what you might be or might not be hinting at is that Siltep can not only increase intelligence, but it might be able to help us live longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that might. <laughs> that's, that's, not a, that's not a claim. We're just joking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's speculation. Okay. He mentioned Foti, which is also Hoshu Wu. Um, that's something that I take. And when I, I, it, I thought it was doing something and I ran out and I stopped taking it. And for the two weeks that I was out of it, I was just like that, that zest was not there. Um, yeah. this is the only way I know how to describe it. So, uh, that's definitely one that, that I continue to take. Um, and there may not be as much science backing it up, but, um, you know, personal experience, I can say that it's definitely something that, that I would get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we talked about how to live forever. Any other tips to increase intelligence besides uh, Siltep, Braverman, well, uh, you, you know, there's also, uh, I'm a big fan of the racetams, of course. Okay. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have our, um, uh, axon lab stacks, which are, uh, more synthetic than, uh, the natural stack stacks. For instance, uh, you know, anoracetam is, is made in a lab. It's not a, it's not a natural product at all. Um, and, uh, you know, CDP choline, um, uh, pycnogenol, um, phosphodiesterine. You know, these are all uh, um, beneficial for for cognitive performance, short-term cognitive performance, and, you know, combined with uh, fish oil especially. Um, So two questions there. Um, Those racetams, some of the Axon Labs products, since you are kind of a a product formulator for both Axon Labs and natural stacks, are they designed... Obviously, they're designed to be taken together, but let's hear that from your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Now, every uh, every day, I'll, I take Siltap, um, Nexus, Mitogen. Um, they uh, they work great together. Mitogen is is the mitochondrial performance uh, stack, and that basically works at every um, uh, well, not every, but most of the aspects of uh, mitochondrial performance. Because you know, they're, uh, basically, the mitochondria are making ATP in the cell. And in order to do that, they have to, um, you know, take, uh, you know, take fuel and, and reduce it, uh, and basically pump, um, protons out of the, uh, you know, out of the inner membrane of the mitochondria. And then they come back through ATP synthase and make ATP, uh, ATP. But at each one of those pumps, there's a, you know, complex one, two, three, four, there's, uh, supplements that I put in myogen that, uh, positively impact those, uh, uh, those processes and um, also further up where uh, you know py- in the pyruvate dehydrogenase complex where it's turning uh, you know where it's taking after a long chain of, of processing glucose it's it's turning glucose into fuel for the uh, pyruvate at, at that point pyruvate into fuel for the mitochondria so that's um, you know and that and that may, um, increases energy levels and uh, um, Improves just you know uh, feelings of well being and so forth. So, 
Um, yeah, but I, I take all three of those uh, on a daily basis, and I love them. Okay, very cool. Um, you, you're taking me back to college, man, and and I, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I always like to get down to the uh, to the molecular bio level. And I know it's so. It's no, it's, kind of- it's the science is fun. It's just the flashbacks to college or not because I didn't have smart drugs <laughs> and nootropics and siltep in college, so I didn't have the the appetite to learn that we're talking about today. So right. right. Um, okay. Well, we talked about uh, how to live forever, how to increase intelligence. Um, we talked about serotonin, brain food. We talked about siltep. We've covered a whole lot of stuff today. Um, before we let you leave, um, we're going to tell our listeners uh, a couple of things. One, make sure you go to optimalperformance.com and check out the blog version of this. You'll get all the show notes, links, resources. Also, Abelard will be back on the show at least three more times to talk about the other brain foods. Um, dopamine is out now, so we'll get you on soon to talk about dopamine, metabolism, the, and all of that good stuff. Um, and then we'll have you back to talk about the other two points of, of the axis by which you live now, uh, GABA and acetylcholine, right? Right. Okay. Um, so with that all being said, tell our listeners where they can find more of you if they have any questions for you or... Oh, yeah. I have a personal website with an archive of all my podcast appearances and articles. That's uh, abelardresearch.com. And yeah. And then on Twitter, I'm uh, at C-I-L-T-E-P. And uh, that's that's where I uh, I post links to like all the new exciting science uh, that's coming out uh, and uh, just my latest articles and so forth. Okay. Very cool. Now, normally our guests have to answer the question, uh, what are your top three tips to live optimal? Uh, we got we to change that up a little bit for you. I, I tell you what, today we'll have you answer your top three tips to live optimal, but the next, your next time's on the show, you don't get the question. You get a different closing question. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's important. Definitely um, learn how to, uh, you know, learn how to think and uh you know, understand, um, scientific information and, and that, uh, and that just comes with practice and reading about, you know, rhetoric and reasoning. Um, and, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, just studying techniques for that, uh, for that kind of thing. And then the second thing I would say would be to understand your own personal brain chemistry and, uh, how to optimize it. Um, that's really important. And, uh, Lastly, uh, you know, just um, being, uh, be constantly learning and, uh, you know, work, working on your, uh, your understanding of the world and um, improving your, uh, your ability to uh, get more out of life that way. Those are awesome. Abelard, thank you for hanging out with us today. For our listeners, yeah. go to optimalperformance.com to see links, show notes, blog. Uh, and also head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know you how much you like the show. Ask us any questions. And until then, we will see you next Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>